Part two of Coniston Tales by W. G. Collingwood. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Cairn on the Moor. It was on Torver Moor I lay in the grass, and the sun was hot on my shoulders, and the heat of it scorched my cheek, and my ear tingled where it was touched by the burning. I was lying on an old cairn, stone built and mortared with moss. The crown of the cairn was dimpled like the crown of a ripe apple, and turf and thyme crept about its foundation. Bees were busy at the time, they sailed and stopped, sailed and stopped, and the coming of them was stillness rather than sound. Then a very little breath of wind swept over the moor, and they took their ways and went. And then, down in the cairn, I heard talking, as it might be on the other side of a door, no greater gift is given of man to man with this the tree that grows thick as thy waist is broken and falls to hollow for a boat or prop thy hut thatch give it then to my hand nay listen with this the bone thy teeth have cleaned is made as a thorn to let out the life of beast or man give it i say nay here with this the oak stub is hollowed before one moon grows round when red-hot stones have been nightly heaped upon it with this thou tappest softly so the wild wolf's head-bone and maybe a man's and he is dead it is mine and what mine this coat of deerskin that is nothing this necklace of teeth that is little o oh, child hither leave twining bark strips and turn thy feet to me and thou stranger look upon her fat she is for she eats fat of deer red is her mouth for she drinks the blood when it is warm and when the snow is deep she lies by the fire and none stirs her the best she has of all and she is strong as a young wolf then i saw the stranger tramping over the moor and the wind blew a tall man shaggy and fierce and after him tripped a young girl lithe and strong with fair skin sunburnt and slim ungirded waist black were her eyes and gleaming and rosy her cheeks with a tear on each her long dark hair streamed away in the wind on her back she carried the skin sack of the stranger heavy with its load and as he went down to the ford of the gill he turned to her and seemed to bid her look well to her burden but with no menace and she looked at him with soft eyes as a dog looks but by the low turf-thatched hut on the brow of the moor stood another man heeding them not at all but patting and fondling a sharp stone axe stroking it over as if it had been a living cub of some beast of the hunt then he hewed at a log of wood and the axe stuck in it he laughed and shouted and wrested it away out of the hut crept a woman on hands and knees for the door was low she stood up and stared around and shrieked out to the man he held up his treasure before her eyes and she sat down and rocked herself and tore her hair there was talking again it would be in the stranger's hut a little cooing voice go then and come back with the greatest book on the mountains the fire shall burn and i will make thee taste savoury meat it is thee i would eat bird soft to my hands and to my mouth sweet as honey and to-morrow to-morrow i would lie still and taste what i had eaten and the third day the third day i would set fire to rafter and thatch 
and go in the smoke thy bones and mine together thy flesh and mine to the stars nay now fool leave this and away to the hunting come thou with me we will hunt together and i will show thee a nest of eaglets what and who will get firewood and fetch water and pick red heather for thy filthy black hut we too afterwards by moonlight go rough bear go and be as men are am i not a woman and thy wife then it was moonlight the mist lay flat along the valley as if the waters had risen to the brink of the moor outside the hut a fire burnt and she threw sticks upon it and stones and now and then raked out a stone red-hot to cast it into a great earthen pot where water was bubbling she looked over the moor other huts hard by lay silent and their fires smouldered and smoked up to the sky she looked up at the crags they were black and nothing stirred betwixt them and her the moon waded through the clouds and a red star shone in the fringe of the moon burr there was one coming over the moor in the mist she clapped her hands and ran to meet him crying out shrilly like a curlew she ran and stopped he was gone her knees shook as she came trembling back to the hut and to the sinking fire the moon was over the crags she climbed upon a hillock and looked out again there was one standing on the hillock over against her she plunged through the heather and panted up the brow but he was gone her teeth chattered as she came back to the hut and the fire was failing the moon was set now only the red stars stood upon the edge of the crags she climbed again to watch the brown moor and lo one stooped at the very door of the hut stooping as if to enter he was plain to see between her and the firelight she flew down the slope and fell into the doorway no one was there and she lay by the dying fire hardly able to throw twig after twig upon it but this she must do till he came then the dawn arose and then the morning what woman is thy man away oh neighbour where is he who should know but thou i drove him out to hunt a hunting he will be but i saw him cross the moor it was a deer but i saw him stand on yon brow it was no more than a stone but i saw him come in at this door nay then get thee gone to the wise man then an old man came brown-skinned and tanned all over as if he had lain for a hundred years in a peat-bog his tawny white hair hung to his waist his beard clothed him below it and the hair of his limbs was white on the brown he had a hollow cobble in his hand and over it for a lid was a lucky stone such a bit of slate with an unmade hole in it as you find on the topmost top of coniston fells he took red embers in his finger-tips and set them in the hollow of the stone and white smoke curled up through the hole in the lid he crept into her hut and the door was shut upon him she sat weeping outside and her hair lay in her lap within the hut there was a stirring and harsh singing and cries they bade her ask now or never of the wise man made strong in his wisdom father where is he search where shall i turn higher dost thou see him i see him oh tell me betwixt crag and water does he stir he sleeps oh give me tokens black and white the stream falls red and white he lies 
she was clambering over the giant screes calling and crying aloft the cloven crags hung huge above her beneath was a black still tarn over against her rose the mountain into the cloud the screes moved under her feet that bled from sharp stones and her knees were red from rough rasping there was no answer to her cry but what the rocks gave back shouting to her all around every cranny of the great rock slide she searched and rubbed her eyes with torn hand and clambered forward then into a cliff she fell and in her fall she clasped him oh man of mine strong man of mine hunter of the wolf and the red deer and the roe how have i lost thee how have i followed thee how have i found thee again o oh, light of my eyes o oh, drink of my mouth o oh, fire of the heart in my body where is the glance of thee where is the breath of thee where is the warmth of thy cold cold breast a great thing he gave a little thing he got but he took me to his dwelling and i am his how shall i call thee how shall i awaken thee the life-blood has run through the crannies of the rocks the grey rocks have eaten thee the sharp rocks have torn thee as a bear as a wolf growling over a kid of the goats this i know this will i do be strong my shoulders as an oak be hard my broken feet as the stones of the crags i will carry him back to the kinsfolk i will build him the red sleeping-place of the silent i will lie down beside him and hold him fast and we shall go up together round about the fire of the dead they stood the wild folk of the fell and the heather blazed up with a smothering smoke there was a great cry shrill as a curlew's and a low cry soft as a dove's and they looked on one another and nodded with their heads when the fire had died away out of the embers they plucked a few bones and a handful of white ashes and all that was left of a true heart on the spot of the burning they left them in a rude urn of clay men laid stones around and roofed their spot over with unhewn stones women tore their hair and beat their bosoms keening and clamouring around the cairn on the moor the bees sailed by to the time and stopped and clung about the grasses the sun stood over dow crags and the moon was rising soft behind the long fir woods of monk coniston dreamy and warm in the evening light it was an easy pillow for a sleeping head that moss-grown dimpled pile and turf invaded base of the still unviolated tomb ah said i rising three thousand years ago or in dreamland such hearts may be found but i was young then and had many things to learn End of part two.